Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Arrivederci, you all. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucid and News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Barb Hardly. And when I'm in boy drag as Brett White, I'm a senior reporter, producer, for decider.com and say hello to the Mickey Mantle to my Yogi Bear, Ethan K. Hello, Ethan. Boom. How's it hey. going? It is going lovely. We compliment I, I my say, outfit. I want to say you knocked it out of the park. Ooh. With this. You're usually starting off the podcast with the puns and the jokes, but I'm gonna st- I'm gonna jump right in and say you are not gonna out of the park. That is a home run Ooh. and multiple base hits. That is Aye. great. Uh, I am so everybody make sure you go to the YouTube and check out our video so you can see me in drag. Well, no, I'm a natural woman, so I'm just wearing my woman clothes. <laughs> and I'm dressed uh, like a piece of crap. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh I so I'm wearing a hat for the first time. As Pillbox Barb. hat. Yes. And I have a vintage, uh, it's kind of like a Endora cape or something. Like, it's, whoa. Uh, it's it's fun. For being vintage, that's great condition. Oh, yeah. I mean, it has a stain, which is why the brooch is right here. <laughs> hey. It's where the but, bullet you know, went in. You know, Barb isn't above a stain. That is for sure. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Must have Ooh. seen TV after dark. Hey, I mean, I did. I finally got my uh, Ava Gabor night. I got a nighty and uh, like a feathery, um, you know, pink robe. So I'm going to be doing the uh, Green Acres. Uh, I just realness. got some. I, I just got some amazing pajamas for Christmas. I'm saying Ooh. just it's February end of February, but. You know, we should figure out what time to do like a nighty pajamas recording. Oh, yes. I mean, it'll probably be the next episode because the uh, pink feathery robe should be here tomorrow. Furry oh feathery. Um, <clears throat> you get the best stuff. <sighs> but yeah, God, I am exhausted after that intro for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it was but... a marathon intro. And you should also be exhausted because you're, you know, you're you're doing drag out in public now. I know. I was gonna say we need to talk about my first ever uh, uh, polishing, buffing my fingernails. I'm wearing a glove though, so it doesn't make any sense. Uh, my first ever live drag show happened. People, uh, I am a performing drag queen now. I don't just perform for all of you lovely people on YouTube and 
And you performed to a song that you mixed. So you are a producer as well as a performer. So I mean, like, you know, just to be honest, this is what I love about drag is like I, you know, did my makeup, did my wig, came up with my look, put together my outfit, uh, made made a song. <laughs> uh, it's just like you can do so. It's just so creative on every single level. Um which is what drag is and why it should yeah. not be considered a felon in Tennessee, a oh, felony. Jesus. Uh, Christmas. So, what the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my home state. So I don't know. By the end of the year, Barb might be unable to vote anymore <laughs> because I'm, I want to go to Tennessee and perform. Um, but on a happy note, so what I did, and this is relevant to the podcast, is I mixed up a whole bunch of old Nick at Night jingles. <laughs> and Nick at Night promos with modern pop music, uh, which I, you know, is Barb's jam. And it is very appropriate for the podcast. You just did some press for the podcast and you didn't even have to mention the name. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's good when the brand like is all in sync, which is on I me. Mean, like, it's why I became a sitcom drag queen well no i became a sitcom drag queen and then it, i realized wait a second i host a sitcom podcast i could just do it as barb are there other sitcom drag queens just a character well, that was always in drag and, and the only one i can think of is billy crystal and soap which no. <laughs> yeah no i mean rupaul guested on some 90s sitcoms um well and then dorothy's brother Phil, we never see him, but he is, I mean, he's a cross-dresser or maybe trans, like, it's it's in the 80s where they didn't understand the difference between drag queen, uh, cross-dresser, and actual uh, trans person, so. But, uh, Drew Carey show, Drew's brother. Oh, right, his brother was a, was yeah. a well, he, his brother was a cross-dresser, and that was a really cool, you know, 90s. I think I forget I mean, the name I, of that actor too, because I really I really like him. I every time I see him in something, I yeah. really like him. I mean, uh, I guess I am also a cross dresser, but for entertainment purposes. For entertainment for, purposes. For stunting on hose. That's what has to uh that's what a lot of psychics have to be uh recognized as because in you can't get in trouble if you say this is for entertainment purposes only, which oh. is even for, for a church like mine, where we're very, you know, we're very into the whole spiritualist outlook and mediumship. When we do events, we have to have a little something, a little card there that says this is for entertainment purposes only, despite being a religion, oh, because wow. in New York, there is a fortune teller law that um, is, uh, you know, kind of kind of shitty. So Some fortune tellers in the 1800s ruined it for everybody. Those guys, those ladies, <laughs> those guys, those ladies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so my religion is entertainment. Hey, well, my uh, chosen art form is a felony. So, hey, look at us. <laughs> brothers, sister, brothers and oh, sisters. My God, um, I don't and I would I would try to tell people, like direct everyone to somewhere to like try to fight all of the anti-drag and anti-trans and just anti-queer in general laws, but I don't know where to direct anyone, except for just uh, raising attention and uh, knowing that the only grooming that is going on is from straight Christian families trying to turn their gay children straight. I'm just saying 
the only people grooming are straight people. Um, every time you up, ask yeah. a kindergartner, how's your love life? You fending off all them girls. Do you have a boyfriend? Who's your That's, boyfriend? That is grooming. That, it is. Yep. Gay people never do that. We do not care. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. Um, Sitcoms. <laughs> sitcom. Uh, I always have to 20th lick, century. I have to lick my glove in order to make it work with the touchpad. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, so let's, you know, this week. We're traveling to October 1st, 1957. Fire Down Below ruled the box office, uh, which is not the Steven, is that a Steven Seagal movie? But it isn't that because it's 1957. Uh, <laughs> Honeycomb by Jimmy Rogers topped the charts and CBS aired the Phil Silver show episode Hillbilly Wiz. Ethan, you must have seen Hillbilly Wiz before today. I've never seen a Phil Silver show episode. This one was a recommendation by my father, of all people. Oh, and by the way, my cat is here. If you see her, oh, there she is. Yay. Science just walks through the shot. Her name is Science. She, um, but this was a recommendation from my father when I, I when we first started doing the podcast. He said, "Why don't you do the Phil Silver show?" Because weirdly enough, uh, he is very invested in in what we do, which I'm I'm glad. Um, and we we do like taking requests. If people say, yes. "Hey, this is a, a thing that we should do," uh, we'll look into it. Um, sometimes <laughs> it's a matter of are things available. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily Phil Silvers is on YouTube under a YouTube channel called Sergeant Bilko which I assume is official because they got the name yeah and it's it's been released on DVD uh it's it has three different names um what was the first name um it's like I think it's like you should be rich or something like that (laughs) like for like the first it's it's weird for the first season it had one name and then it was uh phil silver's show but everyone just calls it sergeant bilko yeah so why wouldn't you yeah uh (laughs) phil silver's eventually did come up with a second phil silver show called the new phil silver show which only lasted 30 episodes um i miss those days when you could just be like the new roseanne show the new Seinfeld. it's just new seinfeld you know (laughs) because dick van dyke had the new dick van dyke show New Dick Van Dyke show. I would like to see. Do, do the and usually those second series don't last as long as the first, but there unless are exceptions. your Bob Newhart. Unless your longer. Bob Newhart, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I had in, in my brain. My man. Yeah, <laughs> I say as I push up my uh, boobs. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I have no background on the Phil Silver show except there was a '90s Sergeant Bilko movie. Mm-hmm. Starring Steve Martin. Yep. Starring right, Steve yes. Martin. Which I think I saw. Hi, cat. There's a cat outside my window. Hi. Oh, it's a cat. Um, Science left. <laughs> oh. um, the whole con- conceit of the show is it's a military um, motor pool. Uh, so it's it's on base, but it is kind of the, the, the non-combatant groups. And Sergeant Bilko, uh, played by Phil Silvers, who fantastic comedian um that it's a mad 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 world mm-hmm. um he was he started in vaudeville i'm reading notes that i took mm-hmm. um uh the the other movies that i'd seen him in were summer stock with judy garland and uh gene kelly uh, yeah, for- he did a movie with hayden rourke called lucky me which also stars i believe doris day it's Ooh. a musical it's kind of a mid-tier musical the opening's really good and hayden's hayden's handsome in it 
he was in 40 pounds of trouble which uh i talked about in a previous podcast but we edited out because i just i just told the entire plot of 40 pounds of trouble but it's <laughs> interesting that movie is interesting because it's the it was the first movie filmed in disneyland oh right um and his big thing was funny thing happened on the way to the forum. It was written almost for him, but he couldn't do it. He couldn't get out of some filming commitments. So Zero Mistel took over the, the main character Pseudolus role. Phil Silvers got a, a side role as kind of the, the pimp. Mm-hmm. It's a show about pimps. Um, and then he, uh, knowing that the part was written for him, he ended up doing live performances of funny thing happened on the way to the forum throughout his life as the main character the one that zero mistel played uh and then he ended up doing um a lot of tv guest spots and some live stuff it was it's a a good life yeah you know i mean hey it's a life i would have loved to have that life uh (laughs) just drop in on some shows be the gay of the week and then leave be great Uh it was and, and the show itself was an interesting enough show that um it was it was created by nat hyken who had a whole bunch of radio bona fides ah. writing for Fred Allen, Milton Berle. Um, he did car 54. Where are you? A couple of years okay, later. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so the, the show eventually the, the character of Bilko kind of became like a, a stock trope. So of this kind of like conniving, yeah, uh, Hogan's heroes. Yeah. Kind of. The I guess the first appearance of Dino from the Flintstones. Dino could speak, and he spoke like Phil Silvers from Sergeant Bilko. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so the the only reason that it really collapsed, it was very popular. It won numerous Emmys. The reason first that, three years best comedy yeah. series or best half hour series. They changed the names. It was a victim of its own success. What happened mm. was they kept adding more and more characters and guest stars and that made the show way too expensive so instead of you know easing off the gas they just said ah we'll cancel it (laughs) and i mean (laughs) hey tv was new back then they didn't know what they were doing no Uh, (laughs) um but this week we're traveling to October 1st. I uh, already did that. I already did this one. Uh, go to the next one. This week on Must SCTV, we're talking about the Phil Silver Show episode, Hillbilly Whiz. It's the third episode of season three, and it was written by Coleman Jacoby and Arnie Rosen and directed by Al DiCaprio. Here's how IMDb describes this here episode. After getting beat 24 to nothing by the WAC baseball team, Bilko's latest addition to the troop is Private Hank Lumpkin, a man who killed a mountain lion with a baseball. Ethan, how accurate is that description? Yeah, they that picked, is accurate. That, they picked those a weird happen. specific. It's strange because like beating by the wax is literally just the punchline to a joke that yeah. their all male baseball team won lost. I'm sorry, they lost to an all women's to baseball the ladies. Team. <laughs> and then yeah, and then yes, they do hire this or they do pick up this new private, Hank Lumpkin. Who the is Hank Dick Lumpkin? Van Dyke? Which, yeah, we'll get to. Uh, the episode starts with the opening credits, which are animated. And the animation style felt very like Rocky and Bullwinkle to me. Or like, yeah. It was that kind like, of blocky. Yeah. And they said there's a lot of like, I think there was like some weird zooming and stuff like that. But it, it introduces the cast, the, the ever expanding group of also hucksters 
and get rich quick kinds of people that hang out with uh, Sergeant the motor Broken. pool, you know, the motor the pool motor attracts pool. all kinds, but a lot of grifters. The two, the two, uh, the two big names. I'm giving just a ton of background here. Uh, were Harvey Lembeck and Alan Mel- Melvin as mm-hmm. uh, Corporal Rocco Barbella and Corporal Steve Henshaw. Those were his two kind of like right hand men. Um, but the big kind of the big standout star was uh, Maurice Gosfeld as Private Doberman. Okay. Doberman uh, was the Urkel of the show <laughs> that uh, he was a, a rotund, a... short uh, gentleman. And they gave him a ton of fun lines because as they made him kind of inept on, on a lot of things, he was so popular. He got his own um, comic book. Well, every, they were giving those away. Bilko had his own comic book. I mean, I, I'm Dickensy yeah. Spencer. I got both of those in terrible condition, but I have both of those issues. Um, but yeah, uh, so Doberman was the one when people talk about Phil Silver as they always like, oh, that's the one with Doberman, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So oh, Doberman's God. in this episode a little bit. Um, and, you know, if, I'm going to say if you're a boomer who loves Phil Silver's, good job. I think you have good taste. But if you love Family Affair... You have a rotten taste. Let us know if there's a good episode. We still haven't gotten a good episode. Or no recommendations. As far as I know, there are zero laughs to be found in Family Affair. Could be. The one we saw was all about death. Uh, Brian Keith was on an episode of uh, Murder, She Wrote that I watched recently. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I Um, mean, I... We can probably go over some of the, the the housekeeping if anyone has sent us messages at the end of the show. But we can keep talking <laughs> about uh, yeah. the Phil Silver's show, Hillbilly Wiz. So, yeah. he So, like, they come in. They've been beaten by the wax, which stands for Women Army Corps, I think, or something. You know, I should know that, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, and then Bilko calls them, like, uh, Bilko's misguided missiles is what he calls his team. He <laughs> says that them losing is a day that will live in infamy, which just feels too close to Pearl <laughs> Harbor in 1957 to be making that joke. Um, but I'll never forget. I don't know. We do that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they lost. And of course, there was money riding on this, and there's money riding on the next game. He bet $50 next week. He, he, 1957 $50, which yeah. I don't know, could be 30000 I don't, I don't uh, yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Um, and then these two officers come in and just start razzing him. They're like, if you want to pay now, just go on and give us $49.50. Because they know they're we'll going to lose. The, the Bilko team sucks. They, they suck. They suck. They're the bad news Bilkos. The bad news Bilkos. The motor pool losers. So, so now the, the next scene is them on the rifle range like that's because it didn't Bilko want them to keep practicing. And they're like, no, we actually have to you know, do army stuff. What with us being in the army now, despite the fact that uh, this is a show about grifting, <laughs> they actually do some army stuff in this mm-hmm. episode. Um, something fun about this, the, the show, too, is that they filmed it like a play. Oh, uh, so they would do the entire scene. At, at once they wouldn't cut and cut and cut so you you see that in kind of the way that they talk um they they don't redo takes because someone you know mush mouthed the line um mm. but it, it it's interesting that like 
so many of these scenes take place in hotel rooms and offices. This one took place on a set that supposedly looked like a fairly good rifle range. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was outside even, air quotes. <laughs> but while they're at the rifle range, of course, all of the all of the uh, Bilko's misguided missiles, his team, his his bros, they ain't hitting any bullseyes. It is bad. Yeah, that's why they're the, the motor pool. If someone yeah. if someone invaded and the motor pool had to stand, you know, stand up to them, they could probably hit somebody, but maybe not. Probably yeah. not. We don't think so. They're not good and at anything. Enter Dick Van Dyke as Hank Lumpkin, who's a mechanic. He is the real Dick Van Dyke. This is one of his very early roles. It's his, it's his very first TV role. Very first TV um, role. And I looked, so this is even before he did Broadway. Didn't make Broadway debut until two years later. So I was like, how the hell did he get this gig? Like, what was Dick Van Dyke doing at this time? And what yeah. I found was he was, he had a, him and a comedy partner were doing miming and lip syncing acts. They were lip syncing to like 78 records. So like a middle school talent show. Or drag, baby, lip syncing. I'm just hey. saying it's universal. Um, And <laughs> yeah, and so he was doing that. They got their own TV show in Atlanta. I read on Wikipedia very quickly before we started rec- recording. And, and so I guess that's, you know, where he got this. I mean, yeah, so he wasn't really a known quantity. And this is his, you know, first thing. And he's playing uh, Hank Lumpkin from Tennessee. So I'll have a lot yeah. of Tennessee comments. It is it is it is very uh coincidental that he is from Tennessee, you are from Tennessee, mm-hmm. Tennessee's in the news, Tennessee's on fire. Yeah, it's awful. Uh but I mean, so uh, the accent is accurate. I don't know. I mean, like I have great, you know, great uncles and grandfather like, talk like know, that just, you know. And this could have been a very easy once and done throwaway character, but Hank Lumpkin comes back in a later episode. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke did two episodes. Which is kind uh, of that whole, like, we just keep bringing our guest stars back and doing yeah. things which made the show more and more expensive. That do They like having fun. Spread the love around, honey. Uh, it's probably a fun <laughs> set, you know? Oh, God, yeah. I'm sure the open bar floweth. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, he's play- So he's he leads into uh, Bilko and is like, what are they doing? And he's Bilko replies, they're fishing. <laughs> which is <laughs> fun. And the, so they, you know, so he says, "Let me, let me show you what I can do." And he takes a rock and he throws it. Bullseye. Rock, yeah, total bullseye. Totally hits the 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 gun target. I um, love so then Bill goes like, "Wait, but how how did you do that with a rock? Like, how'd you learn?" And then Lumpkin goes into this very long explanation. But well, we hunt squirrels back home and blah, like like way more information. And I thought that was really funny. He just doesn't stop. He starts talking about all the different throws that he throws. So like get squirrels that are like behind trees. That's or... the bender. The yeah. bender <laughs> curves around. And then there's the butterfly fling, which uh, goes back yeah, and forth. Uh, uh, and and this is characterized by everyone else, like saying next to him, moving their head side to yeah. side, up and down, following the, I did, I do. One of my, I love the joke of, well, did you ever throw a baseball? <laughs> He was like, uh-huh, I killed a mountain lion. <laughs> which, so, is which is, which is why IMDB described it as he yeah, threw a baseball and killed a mountain lion. <laughs> but it's a really, it's a, that's a very bizarre specific. And oh, I love bizarre specifics. So what happens is, of course, the grifty Bilko says, 
if we get this guy on our team, we're going to be unstoppable. Uh huh. He's amazing. And, and when these two assholes come in to start razzing him. One of the assholes, by the way, was uh, Joey Ross. Um, he This was his only appearance in the show, but he went on to be one of the two leads with Fred Gwynn in Car 54, Where Are You, that Matt Hyken oh, also right. created. Aww. Even does the ooh, ooh uh, <laughs> when he gets excited. So, yeah, he was. this was the only episode he did of Sergeant Bilko, yet that character became uh the lead in a whole different series wow yeah and he and he gets you know some stuff to do this is you know and this this is a very uh involved scene i guess where bilko's like the one might you bet us a hundred dollars well bet 200 why it's like bilko's like well then why don't i just bet you 200 or 300 and they're like aha we heard you we heard you you heard him too he's betting us 300 dollars they'll win next week and that's when i mean bilko then like they're also like a game is on at the same time. Like they're watching the Red Sox beat the Yankees. Yeah. And that 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 leads Bilko to be like, oh, the Yankees are terrible. <clears throat> Yankees can't win. This was 1957 Yankees. And that the, mm-hmm. the importance of that will come in later. Uh-huh. <laughs> so stick stick around. Stay tuned. Um, so they, they've raised the bet. But uh, Bilko gets the idea. Why are we why are we going small? Yeah. With the with these uh, lame motor pool too, teams, yeah. if I'm his agent, I can try to get Lumpkin on the Yankees and get one hundred twenty five thousand dollars, which is over a million today. And it would have made sense. He was that good. Yeah, Lumpkin was that good. But uh, then he comes in and he has hurt his hand after he, that... after Bilko bets three hundred dollars. Yeah. He's hurt his hand. It's all wrapped up. And, you know, there's the comical delay of like, wait, did he say ouch when I touched his hand? Oh, no. Um, is it what Dalrymple? Who's the breakout character? Doberman. Don- Doberman. Is Doberman the one that closed him, closed his hands? Yeah, I think so. He closed his hand in the Jeep hood. And it's funny, like, <laughs> uh, he's like, well, no, it's not. It's not broken. It's just a sprain. It'll be good as new as a week. I mean, I'm not familiar with the rules, but it's a is it okay if I pitch with my other hand? It's just as good. And it's it's really funny because they take Bilko down. Honest, like, oh, honestly, they actually, having watched so many sitcoms, you now are like, okay, well, he's hurt his hand, so how are they going to scam this? And then they, you think the rest of the episode, I was like, the rest of the episode is going to be about this broken hand. Yep. And delaying it or whatever. But they immediately like, well, my other one's just as fine. Problem <laughs> solved. Yeah, which is really funny. Other, you know, other sitcoms would have just made it all about the injured hand. Yeah, and this is 1957, so they weren't like, I don't think they were, they weren't reacting to any, you know, mm-hmm. any tropes that we're aware of. So that's they're making the tropes as they go. Good. Um, yeah, so they're like, cool. Uh, and then we see the game that they play, and it's only characterized by those two dudes sitting on the bench out the bleachers watching. Yeah, you don't. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Need to show the entire baseball stadium if you can just show one section of the bleachers with a couple people behind you and the main characters that are being filmed up front. Off because camera. He, because Phil Silvers, Bilko, has called in a scout, mm -hmm. a scout for the Yankees. Uh, the scouts uh, is played by Frank Campanella. He's a, a character actor that you've probably seen. Um, he's a big, tough guy. He's, he did a lot of stuff. They characterize the game by just the two guys, like, you know, their heads going from left to right or right to left, whatever. Yeah. They're like, strike one. I knew it. Strike two. I knew it. Strike three. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Good. Nice and quick it, little bit of business. It was weird because there was the one thing that was a little incongruous to me. And I just, I just kicked my microphone. Um, there's a lot of crowd noise yeah. being piped in for like what amounts to an intramural army <laughs> baseball game. Um, I made a note of that. Um, in uh, Rizzuto calls. Oh no, again, no. So we don't see the we don't see the baseball field, which I wrote down. Uh, this then after that is when uh, Lumpkin wants time off to visit his girlfriend. Yep, and. They like give him the time off. Well, no, they they say no. We'll fly her up here. Like, yeah, she'll well, she'll bring her. And then this is where uh, Bilko is like, I am going to call my old army. It's an old army buddy, right? Who's like, he was at the Yankees, and he's like, I'm going to. Well, it's Phil Rizzuto. Phil yeah. Rizzuto. Oh, that's a person. A, yeah, Phil Rizzuto from the <laughs> Yankees is a, is a legend. Is he physically uh, in this episode? Yes, he is. Okay, yes. so I don't know. I don't know sports. Just so you know. he 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 he's, he does this whole like the, the, the you've seen it a million times where someone calls up, "Hey, it's me, Sergeant Bilko. Bilko, B I L K O. We fought it's, in." It's like, so funny out. because like, <laughs> he's he like says it's Sergeant Bilko. Then he goes into the pitch and then seamlessly Bilko it keeps talking. Then B I L K O. Like it's so fast. And it is not uh, like the fact that he's getting in chunks of the pitch in between clarifications. <laughs> it's One thing so fun to say about this episode is it's not it's not like bang, 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 funny, like the great jokes like we saw last last time on Just Shoot Me. But it is very, very well performed and very, oh, yeah. very well written. Like, oh, yeah. Like. So he, the entire time, Bilko is calling up, uh, he's talking up the catcher. Also, yeah. this is an evidence of it being very well written and performed, because this is like, as a viewer, I'm like, why the fuck is he only talking up Doberman, right? That's his name. Okay. Yeah, Doberman, the, uh, the, the shitty and he, catcher. And then he's like, then when he gets off, his uh, his right-hand men are like, why, why are you not talking about Lumpkin? Why are you talking about Doberman? He's because I'm going to get him out here to watch Doberman, who sucks. And I want him to think that he's discovering Lumpkin, because that'll make him want him even more. Uh, and then I like, so they've taken, all, like while this is going on, they've taken Lumpkin out to the batting range. And then they bring him back and th like the men are just, it's almost like they saw a UFO or something. Like they're just like, he was just, he was just hitting, hitting them out of sight. 
bunting. <laughs> I love that. They they couldn't find the balls and he was just bunting. And he's like, hey, do you think like like when we come back, you can actually like I want to actually take a real swing at one of them. <laughs> it's like so good. And also Dick Van Dyke's just really good at playing, you know, uh, a bumpkin in a way. Just like very earnest. Nothing going on between the behind the eyes. <laughs> very fun. He's a very fun character actor. And, you know, he's still around and we love him. He was just on Masked Singer. Yeah, that's uh, wild. He's he was, you know, he's you can talk about his career forever. Uh, he really is, is just one of those American institutions, especially he was the 20th century. I know. I love he's him. still alive. He's still alive. Yes, please, please. He still has uh, a vocal group. He still dances. Uh, uh, for Bernie. We love it. Uh, absolutely love him. <laughs> So, so he, now we're at the we're at the Yankees. Wait, no, we're, we're not at the Yankees yet. We're we're at the next like motor pool game and right. the uh, not Risotto, but just a scout, right? Just a scout, just a okay. scout. It's not it's not R- Risotto. Risotto, Risotto, Risotto. Uh, so because so, because they have to go to new they they the the Yankees are in town, but they have to go back and Bilko. They, there's no way that they can get a tryout for Lumpkin while the Yankees are still in town. So their plot is we need to take Lumpkin up to New York. Where are they stationed? Uh, I thought it was Kansas. Okay. But like, I mean, the plan works because that recruiter is immediately falls for Lumpkin, even as Bilko's like, oh, look at that catcher. That catcher's great, et cetera, et cetera. And then as soon as the, uh, as soon as the recruiter is like, how much you want from? I'll give you ten thousand, one hundred twenty-five thousand. Like <laughs> he immediately turns. It's really that good. number. It's the key yeah. number. The number is eight. Says uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> so Bilko tries to get Lumpkin really excited about this um, because they're up, they're up there, and he's going to get a huge payday from this hundred twenty-five thousand that that Lumpkin's going to get, and then. There's a problem. He t- uh, they tell they tell Lumpkin their plan, and they yeah. have miscalculated because as soon as they say, "Yeah, no, Lula Bell, she can go up to New York. We'll be fine. She'll meet us there. It's going to be great." You know, because you're going to play for the New York Yankees, and then Lumpkin's just like, "Uh, I don't know." The Y word. He's Yankee. from Tennessee. Doesn't like Yankees, which I will say is accurate to my childhood. Because my said, <laughs> parents would call people Yankees as a pejorative. They uh, Lumpkin even says that his daddy thought that General Lee gave up too early, which yeah. Hmm. Wow. And then also, Bilko says, "Hey, the Civil War has been over for ninety years," and that just hearing that is like, "Oh, wow, <laughs> that is so recent for them." It is wild how close that is. Uh, but years. he's like, no, the Yankees are full of just really Southern mountain boys like Mickey Moonshine Mantle. <laughs> that And that becomes the, the new crux of the plot. This, the plot's taking turns. That Oh, yeah. Lumpkin I mean, we're getting, this convinced. could be, this could be a movie. This whole thing yeah. could be a feature film. It's great. It it's so well written and so well performed because they were performing it like it was a play, and, and it was and being it recorded moves. like it was. It, it does. Moves. There's no downtime. They it because I mean you can watch a 1950s sitcom. You're watching a father knows best. Maybe you're maybe you're snoozing. 
<laughs> maybe you're dozing yeah. off. This is just like if I could, if you could hear a snap, I'd be snapping right now. Uh, they go to New York <laughs> and they go to really New York because it was filmed in New York. Oh, there you go. They go out to Yankee that's, that's Stadium, and I was just like, anytime I see like mid-century New York, I'm just like, oh, it's mm. so beautiful. And so it was just nice seeing them like at the stadium on the field. And Lumpkin's pitching. They're, they're looking at the, the the scout. Everybody's looking at Lumpkin. He's doing great. And then they're at Yankee Stadium. That's 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 probably one of the reasons that people are into this is you get to see footage of 1957-56 Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And so like there <laughs> is it was now is Rizzuto a part of the episode? Uh no. Yeah. Well, yes. Um well, they the the scouts are looking at him, and like this is they're like this guy is going to big be big. They said uh, we can place the pennant in July with him. We're tired of waiting until September, which yeah. is like when it usually <laughs> happens. But we with Lumpkin, we can sweep everything super early and get the pennant out of the way. Um, the negotiation happens off camera, and I mean Bilko gets the one twenty five. Velko gets the 125, but he still needs to convince. But does Rizzuto, is it Rizzuto who says, I mean, we're lucky he wanted a piece of the stadium. It wasn't wasn't Rizzuto. Rizzuto was just on the phone. These are just um, actors. Actors. (laughs) What? These are are actors. Rizzuto was just the voice on the phone. Mm. But in just a second, we'll we'll break the fourth wall. Um, So also... um, uh, Lumpkin's very upset that there aren't any Confederate flags at Yankees yeah. Stadium. Because he got there, he's like, you're saying this is a Southern team, and there ain't no Confederate flags flying. That's and the so- joke, is that they're trying to convince Lumpkin that, oh, the New York Yankees are actually Southern boys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so what they do he is... Just needs, he just needs to sign the thing, and they're all good. He just needs to sign the contract. So the way that they do that is they get the, they present him with the contract and he's like, no, I, I, I can't play for a, a group called the Yankees. And what they end up doing is they walk in um, uh, Phil Rizzuto himself, Yogi Berra himself, Gil McDougald himself, Whitey Ford himself and Red Barber himself, the real 1957 New York Yankees. <laughs> Wearing, uh, all right, they're all they're all dressed like they're in fucking tombstone, you know, like yeah. long coats, string ties, uh, wide brimmed hats, uh, yep. fake mustaches. And they all um, say "show enough." That's all they say. The that's all they time. say. So they introduce he introduces them like this is uh, Lumpkin. This is uh. Phil Rizzuto, and he goes, show enough. And they shake hands. This is Gilbert Gilbert McDougal, show enough. Um, And that Colonel Yogi Berra. Colonel, yeah, it was all colonels. Colonel Phil Rizzuto. (laughs) Um, And And he's like, who on the, well, he's like, yeah, right. And then I'd like on the way out when they say bye, who is this? And one of them says, Ariva Dirchi, you all. Which is really (laughs) good. Was that think, Yogi Berra? I think it was Yogi Berra because they gave Yogi Yogi Berra a little bit more to do because he he wasn't saying show enough. Hmm. Um, so I think Bill at one point goes say show enough, and he's like show enough, say it again, show enough. Yeah, <laughs> and that that's <sighs> I think why this episode is so well rated on IMDb 
because this is an instance of people who would not normally watch this episode. Yeah, I would. Would watch it to see these guys on Yogi TV. Yogi Berra act. Yeah. Uh, and But you know what? I would tell people to tune in. Yeah. To watch the next character that busts onto the scene. And that uh, is Lula Bell. Straight out of Lil Abner. Who? Wait, I didn't even look up who the actress is. It was it was her only it was her only role. Oh. Uh, her, name was, her name was Joyce Gladman. Um, she is. She comes in and she is like. She I mean, she has like a Tennessee Williams monologue and like she's mad that he's not. He was like, you're only supposed to be in the army for a couple weeks. You're going to stay up north. I'm everyone at home saying I'm 16 years old, and not married off yet. She's telling everyone to hush up, hush up. And so she is an icon. I mean, she's amazing. And even Bilko says, she keeps hushing me. Yeah. He's, trying to, he's trying to butt in and he goes, hush up. And he, he just breaks and goes, she keeps hushing me. And it's just, she is, honestly, to like steal the scene after a whole bunch of Yankees were just on, like, she just comes in and just commands everything. And so- I love her. And sometimes, you know, she's great. I think there are a lot of people that were probably just like modern, modern day people being like, I want to see Yankee Stadium 1957. I want to see Phil Rizzuto on screen. I want to see Yogi Berra on screen. I want to see Whitey Ford on screen. And I think that's it kind of tips this episode. uh, it, it, It puts its finger on the on the scale a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because this one is rated much more highly than any of the other Phil Silver's show episodes around it, has more ratings and reviews. I that's something that and that's something that you know happens with with other sitcoms as well. Yeah. Um. Probably people tuned in to Spin City to see uh, Doc Lloyd. and Marty again. Christopher Lloyd. You probably people probably tuned in to Just Shoot Me to see Mark Hamill. Um, oh yeah, guest stars Ahoy. Do you think so people? I, do you think people know any other Donnie and Marie episodes besides the Star Wars one? No, I no. mean I've watched the Christmas episodes, but <laughs> uh, anything with Paul in. So, but like now, uh, Lumpkin turns to Bilko and he's like, "I don't know what to do. Like, what would you do? Would you like play ball, or would you go settle down with Lula Bell?" And Bilko, to his credit, I guess, is like, "I'd." Play ball with Lula Bell. <laughs> bump, bump, bump. No signing that contract. Yet. Yeah, he signed the contract, but um, he did sign the contract. But Bilko is not going to be getting any of that money. Because <laughs> they, so like the, the end of the episode is like all of them are watching a Yankees game and they're all like, well, Lumpkin just killing them and like the announcer's like no one has like like no one's hit what is what is the wording pitching on, like no one has gotten on base he basically he's pitching right-handed and left-handed and no one's getting on base i, I don't know what the baseball terminology is he's playing and, and he have the, begs the question how did they get him to play for the yankees and then the announcer throws to his sidekick lula bell. is lula bell in a big ass <laughs> hat and she I mean, she says something about the Confederacy. I, doesn't she say? Oh, she's she like the the flag is flying or something. Something like, and then she, I, yeah. 
But I think like the laugh is so loud that it drowns out whatever she's saying, I think, because it's just like I was just like, I loved that button. But as they kind of like as they fade her out, she's actually talking baseball. So it's it's not just like there's some guy with a ball. It's like she's actually talking like stats and stuff. So turns out that she's really good at this. We we discover that. Um, And then Bilka, everyone starts ragging on him and he tells them all to shush and calls them a bunch of carpetbaggers. And that's the episode. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. Oh, what was that? That was me going, woo! Oh, no. my I think one of my earbuds might have died. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> I just heard that noise. Let me check. Uh, By the way, if 10%. you're listening at home, I'm drinking Alani New Energy Drink. Absolutely Ooh. love this stuff. Are you ready for some must-have facts? Hells yeah. Knock them my way. Before my AirPods die on me. Um, so, uh, ratings, you know, it wasn't in the top 30. It was for the first two seasons, but you know what? It still won the Emmy. So just, you know, who cares? Yeah. Um, I forgot to look and see what the top five shows of the season were. Uh, 19, was it? 1957 to 1957. So it's the fall 1957. Uh, top rated. God. <laughs> Let me, I'm typing. I'm typing. I'm typing. With gloves. Oh my With gosh. Gloves. Um, oh yeah, so the top five uh, shows of this season were I've Got a Secret, Have Gun Will Travel at four, uh, Tales of Wells Fargo at three. Western. Two, The Danny Thomas Show, and number one, Gunsmoke. All CBS except for Tales of Wells Fargo, which is NBC. We're going to uh, have to do a, a Danny Thomas show just because I don't remember liking it, but it was super popular. The episodes that I saw on Nick at Night, I'm like, these aren't funny, but it was like gigantically popular. They're just like all those, you know, dad sitcoms of the of the 50s. I'm like, yeah, Um, this aired as part of the CBS Tuesday night lineup, which was name that tune, followed by the Phil Silver show, the Eve Arden show to tell the truth, the Red Skelton show and then the twenty four thousand dollar question. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's a lot of heavy hitters. Yeah. Uh, let me. Okay, now I'm going to even. Yeah, even to this day. <laughs> Did I close it? Ugh. Okay, I'm just everything has gotten messed up, but whatever. Uh, I don't have synopses for. What are you going to watch tonight? Uh, I I had the newspaper article open and then I closed it out. So we're just going to go on ABC. I would probably- I would watch this, probably. Well, I mean, you're not going to watch Sugarfoot on ABC? No, no. Or the Eddie Fisher show on NBC? No, I don't don't care much for Eddie Fisher. Yeah. uh, Phil Silvers. Phil Silvers. Uh, Uh, People liked him. It was, he was very popular. Um, Movie star. Yeah, movie star, vaudeville star. He got his start in, I think it was New York, where he would sing on silent films when something would go wrong with the piano player or the organ player or something would go wrong with the film, he would get up and sing as a child for the audience. Oh, this is something you could do. <laughs> oh, good You'd old hire days. a child to sing for <laughs> you. On IMDb, 55 users gave this episode an 8.5 out of 10. A bunch of Yankees fans. Yankees Maybe some fans. Dick Van Dyke heads. Uh, what do you say? Higher, lower? No, I think I mean, it's pretty accurate. I think that is accurate. I you think that one, IMDb. I think if the jokes 
had been a little bit more joke, 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 and not instead of just kind of like the longer funny situation kind of stuff, it might have gotten a little higher from me. But it was real. It's you watch it and you're like, everybody here is doing really, really well. Oh, yeah. The writers, yeah, the directors, the actors. Yeah. So who had the must see performance? Dick Van Dyke. See, Lula Bell. I'm going with Lula. Uh, For what steals that scene. But Dick Van Dyke is yeah. obviously great. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I, I think that Dick Van Dyke does not phone it in. I wonder why she didn't do anything else. No, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Uh, I, I can try to do a quick like search about like what Joyce Gladman is up to. Um, maybe she. That was the only thing that she did. Um, yeah. What an iconic episode to be in, though. Yeah. With the Yankees. Um, and must other people see this episode of television? I mean, this is my first Phil Silver show episode, and I wasn't lost. No, I thought it was great. I, 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 I can imagine people can be very turned off by the fact that you have to memorize the names of like fifty different people dressed identically in army fatigues. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> I just like I was kind of taking it as you know, there's Bilko and then everyone else. Yeah, short one, tall one. It's his friends. <laughs> yeah, Bilko and friends. Which should could be there. So with that episode kind of in the can, do you want to go back and kind of I can ask you, what are you watching, Barb? Oh, geez, holy, even forgot. Um, uh, oh, perfect match on Netflix, which I feel like I've talked about. I don't know. It's a it's a dating show that I have to cover that is pretty pretty addictive. Ooh, high praise. Yeah, I mean, it is, I mean, it's absolute garbage, but it is addictive. Um, <laughs> and I mean, oh, Columbo. Have we talked about Columbo? We talked about I can't a even bit. remember what we talked about, but yeah, I mean, I've been watching a lot of Columbo. We talked about it a little when we talked about Poker Face. Mm-hmm. That's become must see TV, by the way. Which Poker is my, Face is amazing. Uh, absolutely perfect television. Every episode is just the most recent one was in Tennessee, the race car episode. Yeah. It's uh, so good. It's so good. And I don't know. It stays that good because I've seen all of season one. Um, <laughs> and it's very good. Uh, what are you watching? Uh, you know what I ju- what just came out? Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh, right. Yeah. That's on Disney. Uh, it's, cute. it's running on the Disney channel and then a week later on Disney Plus. But Disney Plus has like six episodes. Yeah. Um, the first one's like 46 minutes. So you get like a, a big long oh, wow. one. The rest of them are like, you know, 26. Um, it's funny. It's really well styled. Okay. Um, it's, it's really good and it's it, all ages and it's fun. And it takes place in the lower East side. Like one of the, one of my favorite places, you know, oh, one of the coolest I mean, places do, in New York. What Marvel characters pop up? Or they skimp or they're, you know. They they skimp on it because they say the Avengers don't go below 14th Street. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Love that. I think uh, the Beyonder shows up in episode six. I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, uh, you know. Good have stuff. we gotten any comments? Does anyone love no, us? No, we've gotten a couple of new YouTube followers. Well, thank you. So thank you for that. Uh, but, you know, leave comments. Uh we're we're getting back into a weekly groove, hopefully. I mean, I had to prepare for my drag show, and yep. then 
I, you know, hey, depression is fun. So uh, <laughs> she's fine now. <laughs> I've been busy. We, I, I got a new job, and Seb oh, yeah. got a new job. Your, your husband yes. got a new job. So oh. we all have new jobs. I start mine on Tuesday. Um, really, it's an internal move from one company under the same network as the one I'm at now. So I still have to turn in my laptop, which is kind of sucky. <laughs> <laughs> so they can just carry it to a new location and just hand it off to you again. <laughs> Hope it, it could be the same one. I should put a sticker yeah. on it. Even uh, so, but, yeah. You know, leave comments and everything, everybody. I mean, I guess that is it. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to say, it was a good episode. It was a fun episode. And you don't know where it's going to go. I did not expect the 1957 New York Yankees to dress and as I Southerners did. and walk through the door. I did not expect Lula Bell. You cannot expect never, Lula Bell. Never God expect her. Treasure she her. She's, she's oh. great. Straight out of Lil Abner, too. Like polka dot. I was like polka dot dress, big hair. Mm-hmm. Like great, 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 great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks, uh, everybody, for hanging out with us. Please, uh, Ethan, where can they find you on the Internet? I'm still on Instagram at EthanK55, uh, probably the best place to reach me. And I've got made a couple new friends. A couple of new people have, have followed oh, me and they ooh. like my stuff. So thank you, everybody. Yay. How about you? It, everyone should follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at or on Instagram but at Barb Hardly, uh, where if you go, you will see my the number that I performed. I posted it on there. It's also on YouTube. If you, It's called Nick at Night Club. So you can... Search for Barb Hardly on YouTube or um, watch it there. It's fun. I'm proud of it because I'm yeah. a drag queen. <laughs> it's so fun. I it was great. This is me now. Uh, yeah. Everyone else, leave reviews in iTunes. would be rad. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, <laughs> watch this on uh, YouTube. I'm just rattling through a bunch of weird stuff now. Uh, well, thanks to Acast. Also. We're on Acast, so that should get us to a couple different places. But the one place that we're not is spotify i'll need to i need to look in but Although, who knows places. it could be i wonder if acast has a thing like i don't spotify. know you never I know mean. these big corporations i don't know uh but hey if they do have a thing that we do too hi thank you um they don't care the fuck was that uh uh but anyway thanks everybody for listening uh thanks for watching also on youtube if you have and i mean i guess that we'll just see everybody next time on must have yeah. seen tv well- Come back now, y'all. You hear, et cetera. Arrivederci. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.